Hey, welcome to the podcast, guys. This is Jamie G here. I want to say an incredibly massive thanks for joining me. What we're going to be talking about today is the topic of failure in business. Now, it is something that I do discuss quite often on this podcast, and not because I'm a pessimist, not because I want to put a negative spin on it, because I find it really fascinating the reasons why people fail in business. I'm going to cover some of those reasons and a couple of things you can take away from it right after this. Hey guys, it's Jamie here. I want to say a massive thanks for joining me in this episode. And if you are new here, my name is Jamie G. I cover internet marketing, affiliate marketing, how to get started online, and pretty much all things digital. If that's of interest to yourself, I'd love to have you guys join me. Feel free to hit that subscribe button. Otherwise, you can find me on YouTube via jamie-g.com forward slash YouTube. I look forward to catching up with you guys around the web. All right, so I don't want to sound like I'm being pessimistic here. Uh, And I don't want to be a merchant of doom and gloom, but I do want to discuss business failure. And the reason why, and I've mentioned this a a few times in this podcast and and various places around the web, not because I have a negative attitude to anything. I am all for people trying and making a difference in their life and pursuing something that they're passionate about. But I think it's really important that as entrepreneurs, we sometimes take a step back Because I feel like a lot of us cannot do that objectively. We're so passionate about it. We get an idea. This is going to work. It's going to be great. Um, It's a a new type of wetsuit for goldfish. It's going to be wonderful. Everyone needs that. You know, I love it. It's going to be so cute. And we'll we'll do little fashion shows for the goldfish. I don't know where that came from. That was just off the top of my head there. (laughs) Welcome to my world. I've got a weird brain. Um, Anyway, but the, the point being is that I think a lot of people, uh, and, and entrepreneurs specifically, they don't really always plan or even think objectively about whether there is actually a need for what they're going after in the marketplace. Now, I'm going to throw a couple of stats out there. Um, if you've been listening for a little while, you know that I do love my stats, rightly or wrongly. And unfortunately, the, the, this one in particular is a little bit vague, so I don't actually have a specific number on this uh, as such. Uh, I've heard some contradict or read some contradicting information. So one source tells me that over 90% of uh, online businesses will fail, and then another one says uh, over 60% will fail, uh, online or offline for that matter. And uh, you know, then the stats say most other businesses will then fail within 10 years. So uh, that that side of it's a little bit ambiguous because I couldn't find a credible source that actually gave me the specific figures there. But anyway, the, the point being is that the failure rate of new businesses offline or online is incredibly high. Now that figure is even higher for the likes of affiliates and yes, online businesses in general. That, were, that one accurately was closer to 90 plus percent. So why do I tell you that? Because I'm not trying to scare you. I don't want to say don't do it because you can't make it work. You might be in the 10%. It's possible. It might be just that there are more people that enter the online world because they read a sales page and they buy a product for $9 and they think it's going to change their life. That might be it. 
The crazy thing is that people think most people won't start an offline business and rather work in a job. But yet for some reason, people have a completely different concept when it comes to online businesses. They think that they can just skip over the steps of, and, and not treat it as an actual business with expenses, with revenue, with cash flow, with equity, with debt, you know, all that stuff, all that fun stuff. All right, so that, that was one step. Basically, a whole bunch of businesses that start will fail. Again, I'm not trying to be the merchant of doom and gloom, but it's important that you know where I'm heading with this. So here, here is a stat which is just like my, my brain went into like hypoxia when I, <laughs> when I read this <laughs> because it, it illustrates the, the, the malformed beliefs that we have as entrepreneurs and, and this kind of like almost euphoric misconception we have about getting into business. And that stat is, this all this all blow your mind hopefully you're sitting down for this one well it did for me anyway mate you might not find it that impressive 44 percent of those businesses that fail fail so if we assume that even on a conservative basis it's 60 out of 100 businesses that fail whatever doesn't matter it's, it's irrelevant the, the percentage is high let's call it that but out of those 44 percent so nearly half of those businesses failed because there wasn't a need in the marketplace I'm going to say that one again because like I say I, I yeah I nearly had a hemorrhage when I, I found that one out 44% so near, nearly half of all businesses that fail failed because there was not a need in the marketplace so us, us entrepreneurs we're kind of crazy right we, we get an idea in our, in our noggin, in our skull, and we get all euphoric about it, and we start pursuing it, and some of us just have the idea and do nothing else with it. Other people run with the idea without, without kind of investigating whether there's a marketplace there for them. So the reason why I mention all this is because if you can understand the reasons why people fail at things such as business online or offline that doesn't really matter where it is then it gives you a bit of a framework you can understand well okay now imagine if the failure rate was only 30 percent give or take because instead of it being 60 percent or 90 percent whatever the figures were that 44 percent which let's round it up because i'm really bad at mathematics and we'll say that it's half so if we say keep the numbers really simple let's say that 60 percent of businesses fail and half of those business f businesses failed because no one did their homework and worked out whether there was actually a need in the marketplace. So that number now drops to 30%. So it means that that's a bit better odds. It means you've got a 70% chance of survival when you start a business. I mean, how much better does that sound? Still, uh, you know, one out of every uh, three businesses are going to fail, give or take, right? Anyway, I'm, I'm not using accurate numbers here, but I'm just trying to paint a picture so if you then know that that's the stats and, and the, one of the reasons why businesses fail, then hopefully it's going to trigger something in your brain. You're going to be able to step, step aside and go, actually, I didn't really do my homework all that well on that one. And look, I'm not fallible. I've, I've done this many times. I've, I've failed more times than I care to admit. 
across a bunch of different stuff that I've tried. Sometimes I tried because I just could uh, sorry, I failed because of, of inertia, like I just couldn't um, keep going or, or didn't keep going more, more accurately. Other times it's because I wussed out completely. I was, ah, oh, this is dumb. Got two-thirds of the way through, 90% of the way through. Ah, oh, no, this is dumb. I'm not going to do this. All right, so now that you know that stat, something just for you to keep in your mind, have a think about it. So the other thing I wanted to discuss as well is I read a book a little while ago. It's called The Millionaire Fast Lane. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. Uh, the author's name eludes me at the moment. It was about a month and a half back that I read that. But there was some absolute gold nuggets. And uh, like I say, it's a book I, I recommend to anyone that is looking at business stuff. And if you forget the, the title, um, I know it's a little bit, feels almost cliche when you, when you hear it or re- read it. It's, it's packed with gold nuggets. And one of the things the author speaks about is a couple of fallacies that are out there that we get told as entrepreneurs. Number one, if you're passionate about something, you'll never work a day in your life. So therefore, you should just follow your passion. If you just, just do something you enjoy and the money will come. You've probably heard a couple of these before. Uh, and the author called bullshit on those. And he used the illustration of, um, <laughs> I guess, like uh, a, 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 one of those companies, a cleaning company that specifically cleans crime scenes. And he sort of put it out there and he said, well, if everyone is going to be doing things they enjoy, do you think jobs like that would ever get done? So who the heck would enjoy that? Sure, you enjoy the financial, uh, the, the money side of it because it, it pays really well because of course it does because no one wants to do it. It's a specialized job. You have to be kind of half insane to do it. I'm not talking about crime scene analysis, by the way. This is cleaning up a crime scene after the guts and all that sort of stuff. Gross. You know, there's hundreds of these types of jobs that are horrendous. Dealing with toxic chemicals, medical waste, uh, radioactive materials, etc. And the, the author speaks about those types of jobs and said, well, who, you know, if people are not if they're only going to do stuff that they're passionate about, do you think that businesses like this would exist? No. And the reason why I mention that is because what we really need to look at as entrepreneurs is not whether we think something's going to be fun or because we can do it, we have a skill in that area. We need to look at business opportunities and analyze whether there's actually a need in the marketplace. So just because you have worked as a baker, is there a need for another bread shop or a bakery or, or whatever? Is there a potential angle that you could take that might make a difference? Does it have the income demographics that can afford the expensive cakes you're about to produce or whatever it is, right? Something to think about, something to tuck away in, in your brain there. So that, that was one thing. I, I found that really fascinating. Uh, and, and like I say, the, the, there's a core sort of thing that happens with entrepreneurs, and, and I've suffered from it many times myself, where 
I'll have an idea, I convince myself it's awesome, it's something that I think I would be good at, so therefore I start pursuing it. I have no market research whatsoever. And if you're thinking, well, how do I do market research? How, how would I even know if it's going to be viable? Well, there's a couple of ways. One is quite simply, is there an inefficiency in something that is happening at the moment around you? Is there an inefficiency? So, you know, that old saying, you don't need to reinvent the wheel, but, you know, if you can add a mag wheel, <laughs> then why not? You know, it beats wood. You add, a, add some rubber, call it a tire. You know, that, that, that would be a prime example right there. An entire business made out of it. I mean, they could have just used cartwheels. Why, why wouldn't they just use those? No, nope, they've got a better idea. Put rubber around it, call it a tire. And obviously that's improved ever since. And then there's other subcategories that come up, such as mag wheels, of course. Which then, you know, leads to other stuff as well. But again, that's just a, a random example. The other thing to think about is your exit plan. That's something that most entrepreneurs, self-included, I never thought about when I started getting into this game. Never, never even gave it a thought. But we should. We should have an exit plan. Because if we find something that is a horrible job, but we know that we can systemize and create efficiencies in it and build it up, then we can sell it as an ongoing asset. We can detach ourselves from the business and hire someone to run it for us. Those are, those are the things that make people wealthy. It's not because you know, they want to be someone who, who deals with raw sewage all day or medical waste or cleaning crime scenes, as I mentioned. It's because there's a need in the marketplace. So, as an entrepreneur, when you are listening to this, there might be a few home truths here because you might be thinking, well, yeah, it's actually quite interesting because I, uh, I have a whole bunch of ideas because as entrepreneurs we do, our brain usually doesn't turn off. I know that for myself. And one of the issues I have, and I'm sure a bunch of other people have the same thing, is you can't stop these ideas from coming. They just fly at you to the point where sometimes you don't really know which ones are actually decent uh, but as entrepreneurs, we're also usually pretty positive people. You can't really be a negative entrepreneur. It doesn't really go hand in hand with each other. You need to have some sort of sense of positivity that something's going to work. Otherwise, no one would get anything done. We need to be nice and, uh, I guess, put, put our happy behind an, an idea. So anyway, sort of talking around in circles now, but you get the idea. Basically, as entrepreneurs, we, we have that thing. We can't switch our brains off. So take a step back and look at whatever idea you've come up with in an, an objective light. Uh, test it out. Test to see if there's a, a need in the marketplace. You can do this very cheaply. You can create a, a simple little form online. You can, find, you can find out what you think your target market is. You can send a quick advertisement to those people you can ask them to fill out a form and uh, you know exchange for a prize. Hopefully, you get a few honest answers out of it. Nowadays, with the likes of Facebook, you can do a poll. You can get people to vote on a poll. If you had this, would you buy it? Some people would say yes, and then they won't. Of course, that's fine. Don't really stress about that. 
but at least you're going to start getting uh, information. Yeah, so anyway, think objectively about the next idea that you have. Don't talk yourself out of it. I mean, if it is a, a, a decent idea, of course, but there is a way to test that. Like I say, you can, you can do it very cheaply through th- even running a very basic Facebook ad. Uh, you can do a survey. I don't mean friends and family because sometimes friends and family might not necessarily answer honestly because they want to be encouraging. Case in point was a very good friend of mine sent a survey to me once and I answered as honestly as I could and I said, no, this is not a product I would buy because he was trying to start his own business. I said, no, this is not a product I would buy. I do not see a need in the marketplace. I could replicate what you're trying to do here very easily on my phone. I don't need to pay someone to do that for me. There are tools available that will do that for me. I will not pay for it. Now, I don't know what other answers this person got because they ended up setting up the business and uh, it didn't go all that well. Uh, as I predicted, I'm, I'm sorry to say. But that's just the nature of it. But again, that, that is case in point. Did try to do some research, I must admit, so good on them. But end of the day, it, it still didn't come to fruition because they were just asking friends and family and friends and family always usually want to be supportive. Most of them think, yeah, it's a great idea. Do they know anything about business? Most of them won't, to be honest. Every now and then you might have someone who, who is involved in business, in which case, great, take their advice. They're going to tell you whether it's BS or, or whether it's going to work. Hopefully. But yeah, you can run a quick survey. That's one uh, very easy way to, to identify whether you're the solution you've come up with to whatever problem you're trying to solve is uh, a viable one. So anyway, that's how you can try and reduce the idea or the prospect of failing when it comes to online stuff or offline, actually. In fact, it's probably more relevant to offline businesses than it is to online businesses. So next time you get one of those brainwaves, as, uh, as entrepreneurs, I'm sure we all do, take a step back, think objectively, work out whether it is viable, do a viable viability study. And if it's still there, then perhaps look to pursue it. Save yourself a whole bunch of heartache. And think of your exit plan as well. So that's the key points. Think of your exit plan. Make sure it's viable. Don't just jump on every idea you come up with. And you'll have a lot better chance of success than whether... Uh, than if you didn't didn't take these steps. So anyway, that's it for me today, folks. Hopefully you guys got some benefit out of that. And I sort of talked around and rambled in circles for a little while, but uh, hopefully the crux of what I'm trying to get at makes a lot of sense. Once again, I want to say a massive thanks for joining me here. My name is Jamie G. Feel free to hit that subscribe button, and I look forward to catching up with you guys in the next episode. Thanks very much, guys. Bye-bye.